It's Wednesday the 24th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shadwicker here, doing it tough in Australia, uh, while I'm joined by Shane Lee, who is living it up, enjoying the good life all the way from Monaco. How you doing, mate? Mate, this is unbelievable over here. What a day yesterday on the sports.com super yacht. Um, I conducted a number of interviews. My first one was with a... Uh, an actor over here called um, uh, Tamir Hassan, who was the, you know, the ultimate bad guy in EastEnders, and he's been in Batman Begins. and So he was a cracking bloke. We spoke about how he was a professional boxer um, before he became an actor. Um, oh, wow. And then I had the great Robbie cool. Williams. I got to interview Robbie on the boat. Surreal. Nice. Yeah. What, nice. What? I saw some of the pictures uh, you were putting up, actually. You're living it up there on a yacht doing the podcast. <laughs> Where are you right now? <laughs> right now, mate, I'm sitting in my uh, – we've got a little apartment here for the for the two weeks we're over here. We're in a, a, a town called Menton, which is literally – it's about five minutes out of Monaco. So um, we're here and we're back on the oh. boat every day. So there'll be a lot more interviews today. I think potentially Lionel Messi, I'll be interviewing him at some stage this week. Wayne Gardner, what? yeah, Wayne Gardner. What? Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot. You're kidding. Yeah, superstars everywhere, mate, coming to join forces with Sports.com, who want to become one of the biggest sporting platforms in the world. Um, these guys, it's a have a lot of money. It's a big fund, and therefore they get the big guests, mate. So I'm just tagging along, mate. Just tagging along. Just doing my bit. Yeah, but do they get Shad Wicker uh, on their podcasts? No. You see? So now you're with the real big guns right here doing afternoon sport, okay? That's it. That's it. And I don't care what they say, mate. I'll never sell out. I'll, I'll never sell out. I'll be here doing it, doing the grinding. I love this it. This afternoon sport for the fans, for you, the people. If you're sitting there worried, going, this Shad's going to, he's going to go off and do the Monica. It's not going to happen. Mostly because no one's asked, but also. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Let's get into some sport for today, though. Enough talking about how awesome your life is. <laughs> Cricket, soccer, uh, football in the news. Let's break it all down next. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellaid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellaid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellaid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Well, I'm not sure if you stopped by uh, at all in uh, France on your way on your trip through Europe, mate, but uh, French tennis player Hugo Gaston has copped one hell of a fine for unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, such a big fine, actually, that it has wiped down everything he has <laughs> earned for this calendar year in tennis. What has he done, Shano, to cop such a brutal fine? Well, mate, a huge fine. So uh, Gaston playing against Medvedev in the final um, was fined $233,000, which is more than his total earnings for this year. What he tried to do, he has, um, during a midpoint, he pulled a tennis ball um, surreptitiously out of his pocket and threw it on the ground hoping to get a um, a do-over point. Um, so he, made, he was trying to make out that the, the ball slipped out of his, his pocket accidentally um, because he couldn't get to the other ball. And they said it's very unsportsmanlike and, and they fined him a big, big fine. I think it is one of the more creative 
attempts in tennis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I know it's unsportsmanlike, but part of me was like, wow, well yeah. done. That's yeah. a pretty good move. Exactly right. <laughs> Mate, if I was playing tennis, I'd probably have about 15 balls in each pocket. We'd <laughs> start throwing them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but look, look he, um, Gaston, he, he's only 22. He seems like he's been around forever, this guy. Um, currently ranked 108 in the world, yeah. but he's been as low as 58. But, uh, yeah, he has a bit of a history of this guy of being very unsportsmanlike and, you know, dragging out points when it's not going his way and, and breaking stuff. So, uh, yeah, this uh, match referee has put a, a big stop to it and find him a huge amount of money. Oh, another uh, another bad boy of tennis, yeah, mate. I'm very excited, yeah. you know. You know I love a bad boy of tennis. <laughs> uh, let's uh, take our attention to golf here. Speaking of the bad boys of a sporting world, mm. Live Golf, longly cons- considered this bad, bad little competition that's pushing it against the PGA. Well, now, now things are looking even more interesting because with another win, this time... Oh, sorry, let me do that again. Now things are looking very interesting because the Live players have just won another tournament. Yeah, Brooks Kepka um, is now a five-time major winner, uh, winning the 2023 PGA Championship at Oak Hill, um, really beating the course, which was quite difficult for, for a lot of other competitors out there, and a, and a charging uh, Victor Hovland towards the end. Um, but this puts him in rarefied air now, uh, Brooks Kepka, because it's only his only other contemporaries in Tiger Woods um, and Phil Mickelson, are the, uh, two guys that won more majors than him uh, that are currently playing. So, yeah, it's a big number for him. It's a good effort. And uh, you look at the rest of the competition field there. Cam Smith, he finished ninth. Not only that, Shano, but he is the first live golf player to win a major. Yes. Uh, which now puts pressure on the PGA in this mm-hmm. growing rivalry between the two comps. Yeah, well, we thought we always did say, mate, that at some point in time they will come back together. So they may as well now, anyway, because um, this will really force their hand now. Will they try and ban him totally, or will they just continue moving on? Um, the Aussies, just out of interest in the field, Cam Smith finished ninth, and my brother from another mo- mother, Min Woo Lee, finished 18th. Min Woo Lee. Yeah. Min Woo Lee. <laughs> uh, let's turn to the world game with football. Uh, Newcastle. Have, have continued their rise after the changeover of ownership and a nice positive run in the EPL. They are now back in the Champions League as uh, Leicester clinging hope with a draw at the moment in their battle. The EPL has been quite a fascinating season this year, uh, but Newcastle's return is huge. It is, mate, and uh, a very important game, a nil-all draw. And this is why the EPL is so good. Like, a nil-all draw, you'd think, well, it's, that's a pretty boring result. But huge um, for both Newcastle, as you said, who are still in the Champions League race. But for Leicester, um, that team that came out of obscurity only around 2010 um, to win the, the, the competition, uh, facing potential, um, uh, what's it called, relegation. So, um, yeah, a really, really good effort from them too. So they're potentially just out of that um, strike zone now to be relegated. But if you look at Eddie Howe, the manager of, of Newcastle, he took over the club 19 months ago, and Newcastle were 19th. Yeah. So he's, he's turned that club around big time. Yeah, it's it's a wild turnaround for, for Newcastle. It makes me more anxious now being an Everton fan uh, because next mm, Monday yes. is yep. going to be a very nervous morning because Everton uh, will, be, will be playing at the same time as Leicester against Bournemouth, which seems like a more winnable game. Uh, for Everton, and if they win that, then they manage yes. to keep themselves out of the relegation zone, dooming Leicester City 
to uh, being relegated. As for Leicester, they will have the challenge of West Ham uh, to try and keep themselves out of relegation. So uh-huh. there'll be two TVs going at the same time, I think. And, uh, you know, this is you're right about the excitement because the, yeah. the way the EPL set up is at the bottom of the table becomes its own final in itself. Um, but, yeah, you know, a draw's not going to do yeah, it for but... Leicester City. A draw does it, I believe, if I look at the scores right, 31 and 33. A draw or win by Everton keeps them uh, in 17th. But if Leicester City Ooh. win, then Everton need to win. Love it, mate. It's going to be good. It's going to be good to watch next Monday. And uh, just before we leave talking about the world game, you did mention Messi up top uh, for us, Shano. Now, you are interviewing him. Maybe you can do a little slip something in his drink potentially to make life a bit easier for the Socceroos because they'll be taking on Messi's Argentina in Beijing uh, in a rematch of the World Cup's uh, round of 16. The one which, remember, we were almost, we were pretty close. Well, I might give Graham Arnold a call, actually. It's a really good idea, Shad. Um, you just played it in my mind. I'll give um, Graham Arnold a call. I'll get the Socceroos to sign me. And when Messi comes on the super yacht, I'll just fucking slide in, sweep him out and... And break his leg. What do you yeah. <laughs> careful, mate. You be careful with the people you're hanging out with. You're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble there, Shano. This is this is huge for the Socceroos, though. I feel like this kind of gives a little bit of... I don't know. It's like, have we earned a little bit of status? You know, we're getting some pretty good matchups here for the... You, know, you think about the Socceroos of the past, and you go, would they have been able to secure themselves a friendly against Argentina? Mm-hmm. You know, would that have been interesting enough for the Argentinians no. to take part and in? I don't think so. This is kind of another step forward in us becoming a bit more of a noticeable name when it comes to world football. Yeah, big time. So this is happening June 15, as you said, the friendly, and it's going to be played in Beijing. So it's um it's a it's a really good status um for 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 the Socceroos um to to get like a, a key match in China um against you know one of the best teams in the world. And don't forget, um, this is off the back. We we last time we played Argentina was in. Uh, the Football World Cup in Qatar, and we lost 2-1. So I hope we perform as well as we did in that match. Yeah, brother. It'll be exciting stuff for the Socceroos to do that. But also remember, we're going to have that World Mm. Cup down here in the Women's World Cup where I love our chances. Yes. It's going to be interesting having football being so prominent um, right in the middle of, like, Mm. you know, the origin aftermath. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Fascinating time. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of rugby league, we're going to chat NRL, AFL, and NBA headlines up next because the broomsticks were out this afternoon in the NBA. God, it was wild. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Let's start with AFL. This has been a bombshell uh, when it comes to the AFL at the moment. Coaching has been a theme so far this season, whether it's controversy of past days or the movement of coaches. We've now had two coaches step away from their clubs after Damien Hardwick's resignation at Richmond has uh, all been confirmed. It's all on the way through. Now the commentary happens of what this is going to do to the club, which, bearing in mind, Richmond weren't awful. Um, you know, they were kind of like a middling team at the time when this uh, news of Hardwick's departure happened. So what are your th- thoughts? Well, well ha- look, 
uh, Damien Howick hasn't been sacked. Uh, but this is more his choice to take sort of his own sabbatical to address some some mental health issues. So he's doing that himself. Mm. Um, and it's funny, like, off the back of this, it's the, the, the knock-on effect. So you've got David Koch, who is the chairman of Port Adelaide. He, Koch, he loves getting his name in the paper um, and making comments. But they're talking about Ken Hinckley, the Port Adelaide coach, who is off contract at the end of this season. Now, Port Adelaide, I think, have performed okay this season. Uh, and I think Hinckley's done a fairly good job over the last few years, but it hasn't been, you know, uh, extraordinary. Um but yeah, and they're worried about now that Hinkley could potentially sign a deal and go to the vacant um, uh, Tiger, Tiger Town. So I have to wait and see what happens in that space. That's kind of like, that's, it's going to be kind of crazy move mid-season for Port with a switch there as well. You know, that, like and another club rocked by coaching news. I have a okay. weird theory for you if I'm going yeah. to put it out there. Because like you said, Hardwick's mm. like step down, yep. mental health, yep. burnout was yep. one of the phrases that he used. Here's my theory, right? You're burned out, right? Coaching takes its toll. You need a bit of time off. Maybe you just need about a year off. Refresh your mind a little bit. Get ready to come back in and start a brand new project. Hmm, what's happening in a couple of years? Is Damien Hardwick going to be the coach of the Tasmanian Devils? Oh, well, 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 we. That's a big call. Um... He leaves the... He leaves the club now, he gets his refresh, and he does a bit of a Bennett-type scenario where he then starts building a club that would need whoever's going to coach him be there early yeah, but, to start yeah. building this whole process. I like the way you think, but don't forget the this, the government still in Tasmania are still fighting down there over whether, whether they're going to build um, this stadium. It will happen, and the Tasmania will get their AFL team, but there's a few hurdles to jump through yet. So, But uh, I like, it's a good thought, mate. He's playing the long game now. It's not the 2028. That's a long... Um, he should be fresh by then. Probably too long of a sabbatical, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you burnt out, I think you'll be fine after that. <laughs> he'll be going to the Dragons by then. Looking a bit far down the track. He'll jump goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, actually. That'd probably be a good job going there. Let's move on to the Dragons, actually. NRL, your Dragons have named a new captain. Uh, obviously, you know, it's a good time to name a new captain because Ben Hunt is playing Origin at the yep. moment. Yep. Um, but one of the names, uh, Jack DeBellin, who has had, you know, a rocky time. At he the has. Dragons, to say the least, um, yep. which is kind of depending on your views on DeBell and a good news story for him to become a, a captain of the club that he has been a long time player for, uh, or it could also be bad news being the captain of a club that is absolutely awful. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a of a couple of sort of different thoughts here, and look, we all know DeBellin was um, had those sexual assault charges withdrawn in 2021. He was accused. Um, of those charges and he was uh, stood down by the club and he had to go through the whole legal process and has been acquitted of that so that's fine um, he's now made they've now made him captain um, at 32 look he was still potential smoky to play state of origin potentially um, he just hasn't had that great a season but let me just see how he goes this Thursday night when we take on the Dolphins mate up there it's going to be a big tough game and I think I'm worried over the Dolphins are going to put 20 on us Mate, uh, it is the Battle of the Red V is what I'm calling it. I'm loving because every yeah, time the Dolphins yeah. play a team, it's some kind of storyline. So the Sharks, it was the Battle yeah, of the Finns, and now it's like the Battle yes. of the Red V. <laughs> Who deserves the Red V? <laughs> when, it, when they play the Titans, the Battle of the Strippers. Yeah. Oh, the from. 100%. <laughs> uh, it should be an interesting game for development to be there. I mean, look, they, they are taking on a, a Dolphin side that is missing a few of their forward pack, like a fair bunch of their sure. forward yeah, yeah. pack. And, yep. and, you know, everyone complained about how their depth doesn't look 
very good for the Dolphins, but I, I really do think that the Finns should put you guys to the sword uh, on the weekend. I think it's going to be an embarrassment uh, for the mm. Dragons. But you know what? If anything, this last round showed us the Dragons could go out there and put 40 on the Dolphins. This season's been that silly, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's quickly talk NBA before we wrap things up. The NBA Conference Finals are on. We now know which team is going to be in the NBA Finals to take on the winner of the Heat and Celtics, which I think it'll be the Heat uh, later on this morning when they take yeah. on the Celtics. But uh, the broomsticks were out. LeBron James and the Lakers were swept by the Nuggets. There was a chance right there at the end for LeBron to try and push it to overtime to try and get the Lakers home. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, the King couldn't do it. And Jokic brings the Nuggets to their first ever NBA Finals. Amazing, wasn't it? Um, 4-0 they won. Um, and mate, we did say, you and I, we, we debated that the, the Lakers, this was going to be their toughest one. We thought if they get through this, they could actually end up winning it. But I don't think you or I predicted that it would be such a one-way street here. 4-0. Um, mm. And they were so dominant. And, and Yosik, as you said, mate, um, a superstar player, another 30 points this match to get him home, 113 to 111. Um, you have to say, they've got to be favourites now, the Nuggets. Oh, they're 100% the favourites. I think the biggest thing yeah. for Denver, like for Nuggets fans, obviously you've made your first finals, which is awesome story for them. But we're talking about Jokic, who, Jokic, who should have, in my book, been the MVP again. Um, but obviously yep, storylines yep. make those votes, and he didn't get it. Um, but he was the back-to-back MVP, and the problem with Jokic and the Nuggets was always that when it came to the playoffs, they fell apart. But in this game, yep. hitting four, like they've been on form the whole time, but this was the Jokic that you wanted to turn up, and it was in this series, this yeah, like yep. dominance of... They, they, you know, it's just, it was hard for the Lakers to get around in defense. Like LeBron did all he could to try and bring the Lakers up here. 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 40 points... Uh, Anthony Davis was on the boards there with 14 boards. It was there uh, for the taking towards the end of the game. But then you look over there and, you know, Jokic got, he dropped 30. It's another triple-double, 14, 13, 30, huge triple-double. Then you had, like, Porter Jr. was on the boards again. Uh, You know, Aaron Gordon played pretty well, defended LeBron pretty well as as well, even slight scuffle during that game, which was kind of exciting. Uh, Jamal Murray really stepped up as well, shooting really well. So they've... Across the board, their starting five are doing so well. Um, it's going to be a challenge for the Heat, who I think will sweep the Celtics later today. Um, but I'm I'm loving Jimmy yeah. Butler at the yep. moment, and I really like this story of the playing yeah, team good. winning yeah, like the finals. Yeah, mm. I put money on the Heat on the mm. weekend, so I'm all in on Heat wow, to cause okay. a major upset over the Nuggets. But uh, we'll see if uh, they can sweep as well. Which I cannot tell you if it's ever happened before to have both conference finals be sweeps for nil. Yeah, um, I, I, so I think it's, a, find, we'll I think it's never tomorrow, happened. Yeah. And I tell you what, you made a really good point just before there, Shad, about... You made a really good point just before about um, Josic where, yeah, not being named MVP, that's really giving him the shit personally. So it's the best thing mm. for the Nuggets. He's out, he's out there with a, pro, a point to prove. He's angry yeah. the big fella. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. what more can you yeah. want when your big man's doing their triple-double? Like, crazy. Well, that's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you're listening. Got to let Shane get out onto the boat and enjoy himself on the other side of the world. Uh, lost but we to do. lost to do, yes. But before you get back to that, mate, we should thank our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need, mate. Be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then.
Shane Lee here. I'm here with uh, with Stephen Cress uh, on Fire Up. It's one of the funniest uh, rugby league shows you'll ever hear. They talk more about the footy. They talk about life. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.